0: Welcome to Chuck and Artvark versus the Galaxy. I'm Chuck. I'm Artvark, And departing from Galax Oceanic Flight 815. I don't think we're going to Guam. Um, I have been seeing a lot of lost dog posters. This is true. Now everything in this podcast is true. Obviously. But this is true. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of lost dog posters lately. And honestly, it's like this weird thing where in like the last couple of months, it's like I always see them and I sort of just, not that I like ignore them, but I see them and I'm like, oh, it's almost like I see them as a lost dog poster instead of really thinking about the dog behind the poster. Really? Because every time I see them, I think to myself, man, that reward money. You have a little bit of your dad in you. But lately in the last couple of months, they've literally been breaking my heart. And it's always like, there's always something like written above it. Like he's, we, we tell him every day that he's a good boy. He's the best boy. And he's always like looking up in the camera so happy to be with his owner. And knowing that he's out there somewhere lost and scared. And that the owners are like sitting around heartbroken, like genuinely is destroying me. Isn't that like a tale as old as time? We go to see movies all the time and we see these characters getting killed brutally over and over again. And we're all like, oh man. Has anyone ever seen a dog die on camera and not been like, oh, no. I guess that's true. But why am I suddenly so resensitized to the loss of animals? Like why- what happened in the last week to you? I mean, I mean, you know, I, I had my checkup. Oh, yeah. Your uh, your bi-yearly checkup of the fact that you lost one of your fingers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I lost my finger in uh, a terrible accident. Which we need not go into. Yeah. It's very, it's very, I know it's very traumatic for you. It is. Um, and so, yeah, I have to go because uh, I don't really take care of it. Um, you never got to treat it treated correctly. You yeah, just I re- go to ask them, hey, what do you think of this? And I you refuse- kind of like flash, like, hey, what do you think of this? Well, hey! we talked about how my mom was anti vaccines She called me her little Petri dish. So I was raised to uh, refuse, uh, like, antibiotics of any kind. You're um, anti antibiotics. Uh, I yeah. You are biotics. <laughs> I I am a I am I am my own walking probiotic, and so I actually do that thing where like if like I get like injured, I'm like I'm like oh I need to like expose this to more germs. I remember like one time you like you know cut your toe mm-hmm. and you took your shoe off and you stuck it in the dirt. Yeah, You stuck it right in the dirt. That was a really scary day because the large man who was sitting on the park bench thought that i was drawing a line in the dirt between me and him and he was like what is this supposed to mean what you're trying to what what you're trying to divide us everyone in this country is trying to divide us why can't we just have a conversation anymore he had a a, you know a make american great hat on (laughs) he was like really i I don't want to say it but he was like really triggered (laughs) I remember and I remember that you cut your toe on the uh, shattered bottle of Coors light that he'd just been drinking. Yes, <laughs> anyway. Th- well here's the thing. it was a new doctor and it was kind of a weird office. Yeah. It's like everybody who'd gone to the doctor had brought like their their like had decided to bring their like animals like on leashes and, uh, and hmm. I was the only one who didn't have it. And so then I, I went into a room. I, I wasn't escorted there. I just I just was like I, I figured it was a seat yourself. You just barged in. Operation, yeah. So I went. In, I went into a room. It was an empty, you know, empty room. Yeah. And I sat down, and I was kind of bored. And so, uh, you know, naturally, I just started uh, like rummaging around the drawers. There was a bunch of just like syringes filled yeah. with liquid. I just started injecting myself. Is it possible that you have had some sort of mysterious illness your whole life that has blocked your empathy receptors, and you just vaccinated yourself by accident? Well, I will say that that the drawer was, uh, and this was weird. I didn't quite understand this, but it was labeled vaccines for dogs because this is a uh, vet clinic. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is for, this is for veterans. But yeah, are you saying that you're like, you've got a little nog in you? What do you mean? Maybe you, like, injected yourself with something from a dog vaccine and somehow... Why would they have dog vaccines at this normal human dog clinic for veterans? I mean, normal human clinic <laughs> Because for dogs veterans. can go to war, too, man. Mm, the dogs of war. Yeah, I mean, the war dogs, you know. <laughs> I think you and I said the same thing. <laughs> I reversed it to make it sound like a different thing. So, you're telling me that you think that I injected myself with some kind of dog vaccine? I think you're a part dog now and you look at them and you go my brothers. But that would imply that my capacity for empathy is based on my ability to see myself reflected in the people I'm empathizing toward, which that can't be how it works. I mean, maybe that's how like a lot of human beings empathize only with things that they personally have experienced. What what is so great about empathy? Why do we need empathy? What is empathy? I feel like my eyes are being opened up. For example, we've been we've been in this drive through line for about half an hour. Yeah, it's uh it's five o'clock traffic. Charlie and I were driving home, and when I say home, I just mean to the Walmart parking lot that we park this car in. Yeah, we're van living, living and, in a van, and we were driving. My uncle Vanny, my cousin, my, my cousin. I met my cousin, <laughs> <laughs> and we were driving. My dri- uncle Vanny is nothing. <laughs> And I mean that. I have an uncle Vanny, and he is a freaking loser. He's a nothing. He is nothing. He loses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've been sitting in this line uh, for this Carl's Jr. for, I would say, half an hour or so. And I previously would have just been content to sit in my own little world. Remember, I turned this podcast off a lot of the time Charlie just kind of glazes over and stares into nothingness for like a while. I'm not saying it always happens. I basically spend most of my days uh like like a like a donut. Glazed over with a deep hole inside of me. Um but right now I can tell that you're feeling extremely agitated about how long this line's taken. And that's like that's empathy. Your Carl senior was so much better than his son. See that's what I'm saying about you and your dad like your dad you sometimes say you have your dad's opinion um so empathy. Is that a gnome, I see? No. It's an empathy. An an imp? An imp I see? I, I see. Yes. Is that where that comes from? Yeah, actually, that was the that was the origin of the, of the whole. That's where the word empathy comes from. Uh, because as you all know, when em, imps are very unrelatable, mm-hmm. I mean, who here can truly say they empathize with imps? Yet this is this is a story of a man who saw an imp. And said, I see you. Right. I understand you. And so empathy was created. And this they- man had a lisp. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Not that that's the only thing that d- d- that defines him, but it is his legacy. <laughs> so this man, like, he set out to, like, chronicle, like, these mythical creatures, right? Yes. Tell, like, bring their stories back to us. So this man must have been one of the Grimm's brothers. If Right? The Brothers Grimm, like, they are the guys who went out and basically created this whole, like, I mean, in in the Western canon of folklore of, like, this is, like, what a witch is. This is what an imp is. This is what a gnome is. And what are all these stories teaching us, But like, about the struggles of these creatures and, like, the hardships they go through and somewhat of a moral in each one, kind of telling us, you know... You never know what someone else is going through. You never right. know. Like, people are like, oh, you know, Disney has simplified the Cinderella story to be like, oh, these evil sisters they cut their toes off. Or like Little Red Riding Hood, morals like if you act like a normal kid and are just a little bit spacey, you and your grandmother deserve to be eaten. I mean, we all can acknowledge the truth in that. Yeah. Um, I think we were supposed to empathize with the wolf. I was actually on the wolf side the whole time. He's
1: well, he, just, is, he is. He's
0: hungry, man. He's our POV from a storytelling perspective and why do we need empathy the better to see you with my dear right to see to see imps (laughs) i'm saying (laughs) what does that even mean i'm saying that empathy was obviously a mistranslation of this lispy grim brother and what he was trying to say was that we need to be able to differentiate between nims and imps which gnomes are like the good ones right yeah right imps are mischievous and they'll like you know tie your shoelaces together and gnomes will uh, stand on your will lo- stand i was gonna say, stand guard <laughs> over your your garden or your lawn he was arguing that we have to in life be able to tell the difference between gnomes and imps which means i think we have to be able to tell the difference between right and wrong now i just looked this up mm-hmm. and my god charlie jacob ludwig carl and wilhelm carl were german for uh, german academics philologists cultural researchers Lexicographers and authors who together collected and published folklore during the 19th century. Their names were both Carls and were standing in a Carls Jr. This guy's related to the Brothers Grimm. No, this is this is game changing. Somehow, this fast food joint is connected to the Brothers Grimm and to empathy itself. Yeah, well, so so I think that. The Brothers Grimm wrote all of this down in order to embed their paradigm into the collective consciousness of society. Oh, clearly. And what they were trying to teach us is to make bold moral decisions. And somehow that was twisted by this mistranslation creating this thing called empathy. And that's not even what they meant it to be in the first place. They meant empathy to mean there's one right and one wrong. But but we've changed the meaning of the word. To basically the opposite. Now we're saying that... We never can tell what's right and wrong because someone could be going through things, which is, I mean, is there any it's, more... is an extremely hard way to live? Like I have been living without this my whole life. And all of a sudden I'm supposed to take in, in, into account everybody's feelings. What if you want something and I want something else? But your thing is just as reasonable as my thing. What am I supposed to do? You're right. Th- th- we have gotten it all wrong. And, and their name, the name, the noble name of these men has now been lent to one of the worst fast food joints known to man. I like their chicken tenders. <laughs> we, we know from previous episodes that Ari's a big fan of the, tendies. of the tendies and he that's exactly how he says it and it's always excruciating. It's so good. <laughs> I am connecting the dots between the total corruption of their original intention with these fairy tales and what they meant by empathy empathy empathy. And of course, the creation of this awful franchise because I don't think these noble men would have lent would have willingly lent their name to this awful disgusting garbage we call fast food. After writing the more than 200 stories that they wrote, um they began to work on a massive historical German dictionary called Duchess Würtebuch. I definitely pronounced that correctly. Sick. Duchess which uh, in their lifetimes they completed only as far as the word fruit or fruit. But so they got to fruit and someone killed them? I mean, clearly that's how they died. What is the next word in the dictionary after fruit? What didn't they want them to write? F R U G. It would be a G. Frugging. Frugging? Frugging. What does Frugging mean? It means fundraising under the guise of research. So, okay. Here's what I think happened. And we all know it's gonna be right, so just just say the truth, Charlie. I think that the brothers Grimm were doing real research, right? Yeah. They were they were they were conducting real research about these creatures that live in this world. Fantastic beasts, and they talk about where to find them. Fantastic beasts, where to find them. Exactly. They had uh, a very uh, clear definition, like a clear moral system that they created. So they're philosophers, they're folklorists, they're researchers. But I think that there was a foundation that they started to do all of this research, right? There must have been. It was called Carl's. And this foundation quickly became corrupted, as as all organizations do. We've learned that with time. And this organization decided that all it wanted to do was make a lot of money. And they were like, how do we do that? Oh, well, what if we created a new type of food, a new type of cuisine that's just, we can just pour just Cheap waste in down people's gullets, and they'll just take it in and they'll just give us, they'll just throw their money at us, and we'll take over the entire world with this, right? They called it fast food, and but they didn't want to say that this is what they were doing, so they began to frog. They were fundraising for to, to create this fast food, the first fast food behemoth, but they were doing it under the guise of fundraising for this, you know, folklorist foundation. So that's what frugging means. Fundrais fund raising under guys. Frug. Yes. Fund raising under guys. Fund raising under guys. Raising under guys. <laughs> fund under guys. under guys. So they were like, we're gonna expose you as frugging. And the, and and whoever had taken like the, the, the board of directors at Carl's were like, Oh yeah, you're gonna expose us to frogging? The general populace doesn't even know what frogging means. And they Begone were gone with you. Be gone with you. And so they started to write a dictionary. They were n- working through the working through apple, banana. No, Knowing that these dictionaries would be bought by the whole... You can tell I'm hungry because I want fast food. I've been naming only foods. Apples, bananas, chips, right? Those are the first three words in the dictionary. Dog, comma, hot. Continue. Right. And... Oh, dogs. Oh, those poor lost dogs. Oh my God, Charlie. That's the first time I've ever seen a tear come down your face. What? What? What What is it? What's happening to my eyes? Oh my God. Why are my eyes turning into oceans? We'll discuss... One. We'll discuss this too. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, my gosh! Eleven tears, oceans, eleven. Wife of cry. <laughs> Wait, you have to contain your your tears. We're at the we're at the we're at the window. Hello, can I take your water? Uh, oh shoot, I didn't even think about what to eat. I just want a water, please. Huh? Uh, excuse me. Uh, we're gonna have a second order. Wait, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. the last end of that order. Yeah, can we? Yeah, that's the end of that order. Can we make sure to put that on a separate order from this next order, please? Yeah, I don't want to pay for his food. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello. <sighs> okay, what's the skepticism about? But, but let it go, Charlie. I have to order my food. I'm no, are you? No. Yes, I'd like to order your four-piece tendy meal, with the finest honey mustard sauce on God's green earth. Hello. <laughs> hello? Wait, maybe, maybe since you're in the passenger seat, he can't hear you. What was it you wanted? I'll order uh, it. I wanted, uh, I wanted, uh, the four-piece tendy meal. With okay, the, the four-piece tendy, wait, you have, you're saying it too quickly. The four-piece, uh, tender... No, no, no. Tendy. Tendy. meal with the finest honey mustard on God's green earth. With the finest honey mustard on God's green earth. Excuse me. Oh, uh, yo, this is, the other guy left. Uh, can I take your order? Oh, we gotta do it again. Yeah, I'm just gonna have a water, please. Okay. What the hell? What? Why? Uh, wait, okay. Wait a minute. We're also gonna, gonna w- erase the entire order. Oh yeah, we're sorry. We have. Can we undo our whole order? I guess that's fine. I will take. Wait, an- I have to order for you. Oh yeah. Just let me. What do you want? Tell him I want an apple. Okay. Uh, do you have apples? Apple. Tell him, yeah, apple. Uh, yeah, apple. Um, sir, uh, uh, I'm sorry, legally, we're not actually allowed to acknowledge the existence of fruit here. He said they're not allowed to acknowledge the existence. Oh, you can hear him. You don't need me to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one way, trans- it's a one way, uh, issue. Well, that guy behind us is really honking his horn. We need to quick order. Uh, okay. <sighs> Why did you want an apple? Because I thought it, something would happen. Because you know, the folklore and the, the Snow White. Folklore and Snow White. It's Snow White is folklore. And Snow White. Snow White is folklore, and the apple in it. The, the apple in it. Okay. Okay. Go. Wait. 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 Let me. Let me. Let me try this again. Now that I fully understand what you're ordering. Yeah. Uh, let me clarify, sir. What we want is a poisoned apple.
1: Say that again.
0: Oh, he, 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 tell him poisoned apple. Oh, yeah, okay. Repeat what you just said. He said, he he said to say it again. You heard me? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Repeat the same, the same two words. Okay. In the same tone. Okay. We would like a, no, only the, only the two words. Poison apple. Whoa. Our car is descending. Oh. It's, there's a, there's a platform and we're descending into the, into the pavement. Oh my God. We are, I can only describe as like the bat cave. Yes. It's like the back cave. It is exactly at like the bat cave, down to thousands of bats hanging from the ceiling. There's a there's a man, an ancient man tied up in a chair. He's calling out to us. What is he? It's me. Hardee's. Help me, I'm Mr. Hardee's. Oh my gosh. He must have been the co-founder of the East Coast branch, Hardies. <laughs> That must be right. Well, I'm gonna go uh, here. I'm gonna. What like, other explanation would there be for identical places? Here, here I'm gonna. Here I'm gonna take my microphone. I'm gonna go untie him. Yeah, here I got you, Mr. Hardies. Oh, my hands have been tied for forty years. All your hands have been tied. All of my hands. All three of my hands. Whoa. Hansel and <laughs> Grateful. See you guys. He just disappeared. <laughs> He just disappeared in a puff of smoke after I released him. Wait, do you hear that maniacal laughter? <laughs> You've fallen for the greatest of the classic
1: blunders. A projection.
0: A tactile projection. Wait, so is Hardy's the bad guy? <laughs> I guess he must be. I guess so. I mean, we've never even thought about him. And... Oh, he's stepping out. I mean, it's the same guy from before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a huge revelation. <laughs> it's just... An- he's, a, he's an old man. Um... Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to try something. Yes. Hi-ya! Oh, my hand went right through him. It's another projection. <laughs> it just disappeared. Okay, this is getting confusing, so I can only imagine that Wait, hard... do you hear that maniacal laughter? <laughs> oh, you fell for the classic blunder. Oh my gosh, that was a projection too. You fell for the classic blunder projection of a projection laughing about the fact that there was another projection that you also fell for. Oh my gosh. Who is it? Think about it. A projection within a projection? Oh, no. Christopher Christopher Nolan? Nolan. Yes, it is I, Christopher Nolan. You thought you could handle the truth? You can't handle the truth. (laughs) I'm just like Tom Cruise. Wow, and now I empathize with him more. Now that I know I'm like him. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's had a hard life.
1: Must be hard being that short.
0: Must be hard (laughs) being that short. But you know what's even more crazy than that? Um, I can't even begin to imagine. Look at your arms! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm covered in tattoos. That You've say... written about this! You've been through here ten times! We keep going back through this drive-thru over and over, and every, every time I write, don't order poison apple, wait a second, Th- this bat cave was filled with curtains and they've all fallen aside, and it's filled with a bunch of water tanks that are filled with clones of Christopher Nolan. Endless clones. This must be where he got the idea for The Prestige. No wonder I haven't seen The Prestige. It stars Hugh Jackman. And as everyone knows from last week, I refuse to watch any movie with Hugh Jackman in it. Yeah, you've never seen The Prestige. I've never seen The Prestige. I've never seen any movie by him. But They're they're too confusing. The the first one I saw was the one last week, and God, that man is so confusing. He's he's really not that confusing. Honestly, it's... I mean, this is pretty confusing. What the heck is happening here? How is this related to anything you said? I think I think it's really clear. Okay, explain please the plot twist. So obviously, Christopher Nolan is this immortal being who well, keeps I mean, obviously who keeps that part would be all well bad. how how would all these bo- these bodies he keeps reappearing over and over again he keeps killing his old bodies and regenerating in new bodies. He was the man, the sh- the shadowy figure in charge of Hardy's who betrayed the Carl brothers. Yeah. He. Uh, oh, yeah. So, as you were saying, long ago, he, they were writing the dictionary to get to "frugging." They made it to "fruit," um, and that's when. And Christopher Nolan knew he had to get rid of them. So Christopher Nolan shows up, and uh, you know, with a gun, and it's the first thing we see, but it's out of context. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. he and he shot and he shot them both. So then he created this big fast food chain. Carl's Jr. Hardee's is a you know there's two of them, but you only think there's one, yeah. which is also the prestige. So oh really, Christopher God. Nolan's ripping off his own life. Like, I- and now, I mean, look, what was this all motivated by this whole time? Money. That is correct. Wow. So I was, if he's, I, was, I, was, I was the first thing that ever. So if money, he's, yeah. if you'd create a food brand to pour just piping hot crap down people's throats and pretend that it's worth all of their money. Why wouldn't he do the same thing to the movie industry? He just keeps showing up, creating a brand of something where it's like, it's kind of good. Like you want it, but if you scrutinize it too much, it's garbage. Kind of hot. Bad. Hot, hot, hot garbage. It's like kind was, of bad. What does Hardy sell? They just sell burgers, but they call them thick burgers. They branded it. Everything is about making things look more intriguing and fancy than they really are, but really they're just the same as everything else. Precisely. So, what does this have to do with folklore and empathy? Where, how does this all connect? Because it has to at this point. Well, I mean, oh my God, dude. What? Inception was produced for Warner Brothers, The Brothers, Brothers Warner. Warner holy crap a rival duo of brothers oh my god so all the way back in history there were two sets of brothers there were the brothers Grimm and there were the brothers warner the brothers warner presumably wanted to create tales of their own and they're just not very good at it they're not uh you know and then they're like you know they decided to play it dirty so they hired a man presumably christopher nolan by whatever name and i i mean and we all know that Jonathan Nolan, his brother, also collaborates with him, the, the brothers Nolan. There's so many pairs of brothers involved. Right. So they hired the brothers Nolan to take over the Carl the the Carl Foundation. Yeah, and basically to sabotage kind of take it out from the inside. Yep. Take it out from the inside, sabotage their message. And so this whole empathy thing, it's just a byproduct of of this 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 sort of backstabbing backstabbing story of intrigue and murder. But what if you do that story? But backwards. Oh, my God. And the film strip has been flipped upside down, so you have to turn your head to Chris, see the movie. Chris, But it works both ways. Upside down, a whole other story is happening. Chris, can you just let us work through this and for a second? And the is six hours long. And they put it out anyway. And you know that it shouldn't be put out that long. But the trailer was so good. Wait, I have a hunch. I'm going to throw a rock right now at Chris's body. Huh. Ah. Uh, He screamed, but the rock went right through him. Dang it! I fell for the classic blunder. (laughs) Wait, projections feel nothing. Wait, wait, he—he didn't know he was a projection. Uh, Am I? As a man is applauding, coming out. It's Christopher. It's the real Christopher Nolan. No, I thought I was. Oh, he's gone. The projection's gone. Hello. Wow, that sounds way more like a Christopher Nolan type.
1: It is I. Christopher. Oh,
0: so sultry.
1: Nolan.
0: Oh, I didn't see that last name coming. The whole time I was I was in suspense. <laughs> I paused. Wait. Christopher.
1: Christopher Nolan Columbus. <laughs> what? What?
0: I don't understand. What? <laughs> You're Christopher Columbus?
1: Nope, no. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Just because people have the same last name doesn't mean they're necessarily related.
0: Oh. Oh, Oh, no. I feel like all of our theories have fallen apart. Oh, no. (laughs) That's, yeah, we're going to have to revisit that.
1: But anyway, you guys basically got everything right. Um, that's what happened.
0: Hans Christian Andersen is Hans Zimmer.
1: That's right.
0: It's all, they're all connected. All of you folklore people you're still around or at least clones of you or whatever are and the battle continues and it's just gone from being these brothers to being these corporations fighting. We have Warner Brothers versus Disney and Fox. Fox must have been, oh my God, Fox must have been Aesop and he got sucked (laughs) up. He got sucked in by Disney. That's exactly what happened. It's all being absorbed. They're just like like folklore. They're just telling the same story over and over and over again. Repackaging it. Like fast food. It's It's, the same thing. Just repackage. Movies are fast food. Oh, my God. Hollywood is Hardee's.
1: And you know what the most delicious thing of all is?
0: What is it, Christopher?
1: Well, um, I mean, besides this delicious chicken sandwich (laughs) from Carl's Jr. Mmm. That's great. I... I, The most delicious part of all of this is that... Is it it your chicken nuggets? No. I did a food thing, like, as a joke, but no, it's not really a... Did you not get that that was a joke?
0: I, I didn't, I didn't understand what you were doing. I couldn't pick, I couldn't pick up on the emotional cues you were giving me. I knew, I, I knew what he was doing. God, is this the first time ever that you picked up something that I didn't? Uh, Except for like diseases because you weren't vaccinated. Before. I also, well, I, happened. I pick up pennies from the ground and I rub them on open wounds just to make sure I'm truly. Uh, so your mom always said a copper a day keeps the doctor away, but that, yeah. <laughs> and she, and she, and she meant that two ways because she was constantly having doctors arrested. Yeah. For a day. day. Um,
1: the greatest irony of all is that I'm going to send you back up through my little trap door, and I'm not even going to bother wiping your memories this time. What? You can't do anything to me. I'm so powerful that even this elaborate scheme that I've put you through, in the end, doesn't even matter. Oh my god. It's just fun for me to watch, to watch you eat up the uh, just banal trite... <laughs> Just silly, silly stuff that I create without even really thinking too much about it.
0: <laughs> Please, Nolan, this has to stop. It's, it's madness.
1: Yes, but there are men who thrive on madness. Only, only in chaos can I thrive, which is why it is so important to me that we all have empathy. So that rather than being able to determine... Once and for all, what is evil and what is good? Everybody's just going to run around confused. Chaos is a ladder.
0: Is this the Batcave where you film the Dark Knight trilogy?
1: Yes, we're on the set of the Dark Knight.
0: filmed <laughs> it underneath the Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the platform is rising. Nolan, Nolan, please stop. No, he's gone. He's gone. We're back in, the, in our car. In our car. Excuse me, can I take your order? Uh, yeah, uh, a four-piece... Uh, four piece nuggy meal, nuggy meal with uh, the best sauce in the world. The best sauce. All yeah. right. No, <laughs> uh, we're getting our food now. Sweet and sour sauce. What the? Oh. <laughs> I guess it's a matter of opinion, right? I mean, I kind of left it up for his to his interpretation. We're going back around again. Oh, to no. get the right sauce. No, go back around again. All right, guys. I think we're gonna have to leave this episode here. Keep your eyes sharp. And your ears clear. And your sauce, honey mustard. And the galaxy will whisper to you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.